Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week I am coming to you from my national breed specialty. It's also a week where I know many people are at the National Agility Championships. And no matter if you are getting ready or are at a big event, or are just um, at your maybe your local trial this weekend, I'm hoping that a little... I don't know, a little chitty chat on sportsmanship and grace and tying it back to your why uh, is appropriate and helpful to you as you trial. And it's coming up for me this week because I'm, you know, I think at national events or a place where there is potentially or there is perceived to be a lot, quote, on the line. Um, So a lot of pressure maybe, um, but also a lot of potential benefit, right? Um, Doing well at a big event can have, you know, different benefits, even if it's just for our own egos or, you know, maybe even it's all the way for a breeding program, right? I mean, and everything in between. There's so many things that could come out of doing well. And sometimes it's beyond our own personal desires, wants, goals, dreams, etc. And um, but sometimes it is just for our own selves. And I think what's what I've been observing in the past few days is how people respond. And you know, in I, I know I'm dating myself, but in the 1900s, <laughs> i.e. like, you know, the 80s and 90s, um, you know, peep the, the word sportsmanship was really used and it was used heavily. And I feel like there was a collective understanding of the definition of that word. And for whatever reason, I don't feel like that word is either still used very much or is used with the same sort of definition. And so I always hesitate to grab old words and expect that people have kind of the same understanding, right? Because words change meaning or evolve throughout the years. And so the thing that's really coming to me or the aspect of sportsmanship that is really standing out to me is this concept of grace. And um, and it's grace in winning. It's grace in, quote, losing or enqueuing or not getting the results you want. And it's how we handle the good, the bad, um, you know, the in-between, the unmet expectations, you know, and all of these, you know, different things that happen to us as we, um, you know, as we go through um, these times. And so I think it's just been really interesting to watch and observe. And I think it's a thing that we need to keep talking about so that we keep it top of mind, right? The more self-aware we are, the more we can make those changes and sort of be there for others and be the competitors that we want, that we want to be, but that we, or we wish others were, or, you know, sometimes what we see in others that we don't like are the things 
of ourselves that we don't really like so much, you know, and it's just kind of one of those hard truths that, um, you know, that sometimes happens. So live example this week, um, I watched somebody get an amazing championship, like a really hard feat and then be completely disappointed that the, in the, um, in the award that was not available for her. And, um, and it was amazing to watch because we were all so excited that she accomplished this big thing. And then we were all really surprised in her very vocal disappointment. And I was like, oh, that was interesting. And then on the other side, you see people be disappointed and unmet expectations and how they either handle it with like complete grace and good humor, but I don't mean necessarily haha humor, just good like taking it in stride, loving on their dogs. And, um, you know, I've seen people actually give compliments of like, oh my God, no matter, you can't actually tell by watching someone whether they've won or lost because they treat their dogs the exact same way. And I think that is such a powerful statement is if you, if someone walks out of the ring, can you tell whether or not they did well or did poorly? And most of us can, most of us watch other competitors or even if there was a video on ourselves and probably other people can tell how we did or, you know, we can tell how others did just by watching. And someone said um, that I couldn't, they, they were talking about this person and they were saying couldn't even tell whether they, they cued or didn't cue because they're exactly the same every time when they walk out of the ring. And in this case, they're really good. Like it's a good, you know, they're not hot on their dogs. They're really good to their dogs. And they were good whether or not they NQ or they were good whether or not they cued. And I thought, oh my God, what a wonderful thing to really think about and emulate. And yes, of course, if your dog is having a problem and you, you know, you don't necessarily want to reward certain behaviors or something like that, that's a that's sort of a training thing and that's something to really balance. But the sportsmanship, the grace, how we treat our dogs, are we good to our dogs, um, win or lose, are we, or are we conditional in our love for them? And, you know, of course we all love our dogs, but I mean, are we conditional in their you know, rewards and what does that look like? And, and then further, what does it look like with each other? And I think that that's, you know, the other area is how are we, are we being the people we want people to think that that we are, right? Just like, are we being the person that our dog thinks that we are, right? That great meme that like, I wish I was the person my dog thinks I am. Um, But I think that's true of us as competitors. And to think of it, you know, if sportsmanship isn't a word that resonates, or maybe isn't a word that resonates anymore, is it grace? Is it... Uh, consistency or kindness or, you know, think about who you want to be seen as. And I've told the story on another podcast a little bit on this related subject about when I was a kid and, you know, started doing well and my trainer kind of calling me out and being like, oh, people think you're stuck up and me just being like broken by Um, that thought that I could be perceived that way. And I, you know, really made, it really made me think of like, well, how do I want people to see me? Or what do I want people to think? And not in some like fake contrived, you know, sort of way, because we all know those kinds of people, but like, who is the person we are on the inside? And how does it match 
our outsides. And I think sometimes when people aren't in alignment, um, I or are really focused on the trophy or the outcome or not getting the trophy or the award or what have you, I think that there's an alignment issue. And I think that they're not necessarily connected to their why. If I remember when I was going for my first mock ever, and I, um, there was a trial that we could have mocked at, and the, the mock ribbons were terrible, <laughs> okay? And those of you who have done that or pursued that or seen them even on the wall, no matter where you are in your journey, if you've seen the arch or the mock ribbons or those big title ribbons on the wall, um, you know, these were the ones that you don't necessarily, and I remember thinking, oh, those ribbons are terrible. And then the next breast thinking, I would be so happy to get one of those small, ugly ribbons. <laughs> okay. And I'm not picking on the club, you know, because everybody, you know, invests their money in different places. But I remember thinking, you could give me one of those like flats, you know, those little just one streamer flats, like they give in, like a lot of times you see in the braid ring or, you know, even in like some rally and um, rally trials or something for Q ribbons or whatever. If it said mock on it, I would still like, you know, frame it and mat it and, you know, be super proud of it because it wasn't about the object that I was winning. I wasn't doing it to win, you know, some big ribbon that had to be rolled in in a wheelbarrow. I was doing it for the journey and for what it meant and the milestone and the accomplishment and everything that went into it. And you could have given me some hideous flat at the end of it and been like, this is what you get. I'd be like, fan-freaking-tastic. And I think that's the difference, right? What is, and because my why was, I was certainly not pursuing, and I'm sure you're not either, but I'm just using it as an example. I'm, I was not pursuing this particular championship for that ribbon, right? And so I think that's really interesting is when you catch yourself what is it that it, what is it that may, that is making you have that thought? And there's absolutely a part that you want a great memento of that moment, right? And I remember working in a big corporate environment, and I used to, you know, when something big would happen at work, they would give you like a pen, like some engraved, you know, way too expensive pen. And what I liked about it is that it marked the occasion. And so it got me into a habit that when something big would happen, if I, you know, if I got a promotion or a bonus or something like that, I always made sure that even if the bonus was a hundred bucks, I made sure that a portion of that was something I would buy, spend that money on something memorable, something that would mark the occasion. So I understand wanting the ribbon, the award, the thing to mark the occasion, but I think that if we are focused on it or judging it or something that I think that we have fallen out of alignment potentially with the why we were pursuing that goal in the first place. What is the why? What is it that is that dr drove you to go after something that is in those cases a marathon, you know, instead of this really quick, you know, uh, just instant gratification sort of thing, right? And obviously there's a big continuum. And I think the next part of that is, or what's all wrapped up into that, is I think it's easier to be graceful and to be have great sportsmanship when we are really tied back to 
our why and who we want to be as competitors and who we want to be as handlers and dog moms and dads and who we really want to be in the sport. And it's easy to get caught up. It's easy to sit around the ring, you know, and fall into a hole of gossip, right? And everybody, before you know it, you're joining in on gossip and you didn't even mean to. Um, It's really easy to fall into those places. And this weekend, I would just really urge you to think about as you're just wandering around the trial even, you know, do you want to be someone who volunteers all the time? You know, you person who is like, if you are not running your dog, you are sitting in a corner setting bars, you know, for instance, at agility or, you know, at an obedience trial. Do you want to be the person who is helping the obvious new person get um, organized and, and learn the lay of the land and learn how that world works and how to check in and, you know, how things work and, you know, and things like that. Like, who do you want to be, right? Who do you want to be? And I think we all have a choice. Um, And I think that, you know, um, there's a time where we can be, you know, helpful and generous with our time and our knowledge and our experience. And then there's a time, of course, we have to focus. And I think we can do both things. I don't think that you have to just be one thing. Um, I definitely had an experience today where I was because it's my national specialty. I was trying to do two different events with different dogs at different locations. And the check-in was at the exact same time. And I was running back and forth. And I knew, I caught myself when I came in the back and the fourth, I came to the back to the back, (laughs) the first place. And I definitely was like, okay, I got to focus, da, da, da. And I realized that I was being so just, I'm going to say self-centered and focused, but I needed to be that. But I also made sure that even afterwards, I came back to some people and said, hey, I saw you this morning. Sorry if I was, you know, a little short or a little quick. I just, I only had a little bit of time and I, I just felt rushed. And I'm sorry if I, you know, wasn't able to say hello. It's great to see you, right? You can be the person that goes back and and be, is focused but then also be kind or graceful or friendly or whatever it is that you personally want to be. And we have control of that, right? And that should tie to our why and why we do it and why we're there and are we there to be helpful and kind and graceful. And by the way, you don't have to say yes. That might not be your goal. You know, maybe right now you're going through a phase where you're too social and not focused enough. So maybe you just want to be someone who is businesslike or, you know, helps out. But, you know, maybe you're an intro, really big introvert and being helpful to the new person is just not something that you can give. These are just suggestions. You need to personalize it so that you can really own it and embody it. And when you go to then big national events and you see people and you see more newbies or you see, you know, people enthusiastic or excited or whatever, you know who you are and you are secure in who you want to be and who you're working on being. And you can choose to 
reach out or join in or, you know, that wonderful meme that I've talked about before, you know, straighten someone else's crown without having to tell them it was crooked in the first place. Um, And I love that meme on a lot of different levels. And I think every time I see it, it hits me differently. Um, But I think our sport, every sport probably, but our sport needs more of that because there's so much cattiness and judgment and and um, I don't think it has to be that way. So I'm going to challenge you this weekend, wherever you are trialing. Uh, and even if you're not trialing, maybe this hits you close to home at your where you train. And to really think about like who you want to be, how you want to be seen, um, and how it ties very authentically to why you're in the sport to begin with and what goals you're pursuing. And when you get to that milestone, for instance, what is it about? What are you doing it for? Are you doing it for the wheelbarrow, you know, kind of ribbon kind of award? Or is it really about the journey and you'd be super happy if you just kept your your number or something from the weekend and, you know, framed it on the wall or something, right? I mean, there's so many different ways to mark these really amazing occasions um, other than it being about the bling. Don't get me wrong. I love some good bling. Um, But um, just think about what's important, right? If you're focused on that, is that the most important thing? All right. So challenge yourself to think about that this weekend. Who is it that you want to be? And how can you be your most authentic, graceful, and I mean like full of grace maybe because Lord knows I am not graceful (laughs) in the sense of being able to walk upstairs and jugam at the same time. Um, But how can we move through our sport with grace and tied to our why and be really authentic and hopefully set great examples for other people in the sport? So that's my challenge to you. It's my challenge to myself that I'm accepting um, for the rest of this weekend for sure and beyond. And um, let me know if anything comes up for you. Always reach out to me. My uh, contact information is in the show notes as always. And I just hope wherever, whatever you are doing with your dog this weekend, wherever you are in the world, you are having a great time and being the same person with your dog, whether you are cueing or not cueing or anything in between, that when you come out of the ring, no one can tell the difference because you are being that wonderful of a competitor. So that's a great challenge. And those of you who teach and have students, um, I would pass that on to them that no one should be able to tell the difference when they come out of the ring. And um, let's kind of, let's be those people in our sport, um, those kind of handlers. All right. All right, no matter what you're doing with this week, I hope you have a fabulous time with your dogs and I will talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at the Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. 
Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.